My name is Ryan Luke Winslade and I am a PK and middle child. I know what it's like to be a misfit, an oddball, a weirdo, but I'm okay with that. If you're like me, you are most certainly welcome. Even if you're not, you'll hopefully enjoy yourself here on Pastor's Middle Kid anyway. We'll talk about stuff and look at things a little differently. Alright, let's get started. Welcome to the best 50 or so minutes of your day. It's Pastor's Middle Kid. My name's Ryan Luke, and it's great to have you listening to the show this week. Surprise, I have my friend Gordon John Buchanan returning once more to the show, this time to talk about something a little more serious. Uh, Yeah, we can actually have serious conversations here on the program, um, in case you were wondering. And Gordy can actually have serious conversations as well. And that's something that, well, maybe you didn't know about him. He's much more of a multifaceted person than you thought. (laughs) This week, we are talking about goodbyes um, of varying degrees and circumstances. And also, we are talking about what it means as a discipleship training school student to return home uh, and re-enter society. You didn't see my air quotes just then, so to speak. I hope that it makes you think... Um, It definitely made me think. I know that it was particularly helpful for us under the circumstances that we were in um, with having a lot of friends go home and leave. It's a bit of a a bit of a tearjerker this time, um, which is something a little different here on PMK. But moving on to what I've been reading, I've finally, finally conquered the beast and finished Monster by Frank Peretti. This was my second time through it, and so you'd think that would speed up my reading, but it didn't. Uh, But I did enjoy it, and I mean, the last 100 pages were almost worth reading through the other 300 to get there. Um, (laughs) But no, I, I really enjoyed it, and if you are looking for a fiction story that will leave you feeling, uh, like there's a little more out there than you thought, then... Monster by Frank Peretti, it's a great one. Okay, and this week I've also picked up the new Anchor and Braille album called Songs for the Late Night Drive Home, and I really like it. I'm going to end this episode with the first track on the album called Watch You Burn, um, which is a, it's a nice catchy one. This album's really interesting. Uh, I've, I've found that with Anchor and Braille, it's Stephen Christian... Uh, formerly of Anne Boleyn's side project, which is now his uh, only project. Um, but it's it's like his electronic reverb washed out kind of way of expressing himself musically. And some of his lyrics are less uh, less like Anne Boleyn than than you'd hope. But uh, in some of Anne Boleyn's later albums, with their with their softer, more electronica songs, particularly from uh, the album Vital. This has a lot of that kind of vibe. Like I said, I'll finish this episode with the song What You Burn from Songs for Late Night Drive Home by Anchor and Braille. This song I have underneath me that will launch us into the interview today is called Keep Dancing. And it's a, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a catchy one. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Not only Anchor and Braille, but the rest of this episode as well. God bless you and your families. I'll see you on the other side. Man, this is 
so surreal to be back. Yeah. Um, this is fourth time. Mm -hmm. um, this is the fourth time in six months yeah. that I've been on this podcast. So like, and it, it's not because I've run short of guests, and um, it's it's actually by popular demand. You see, we we get like three listeners that aren't regulars whenever you're on the show. So. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, they... Thanks, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Shelly. <laughs> Great. Well, uh, we are once again in the mailroom at YOM Newcastle because yeah. there's just something about the, uh, the character that it brings. It really does. And, like, you kind of get your own individual feel here. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's almost like a no-man's land, so mm -hmm. it's almost like any topic is up for discussion. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. This is, uh... Yeah, it's kind of like one of those regions in between countries where they're like, ah, disputed land. Is this yours? Is this mine? I don't really know. N nobody really knows what to do with the mailroom. Yeah. It's just kind of there. Mm -hmm. um, and apparently there for the taking because uh, mm. we've got it. Yeah. Um, we like There's a bunch of like lost and found stuff in here. So if you ever need like a pair of pants. Yeah that you're like too lazy to go and buy yourself or too poor, then like mm -hmm. there you go. We could probably just bunker down in here and not leave. Yeah, I uh, think I'm just going to stay here and, like, become the mailroom staff. Whoa. So, like, I'll just be in charge of everything in the mailroom. I, I like how you called it staff, not hermit. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's a fine line to tread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between being mailroom staff and a mailroom hermit. Yeah, I um, think it's, like, the second, like, job. Like, just below Dave Stevenson, mm -hmm. like, mailroom. Yeah, that's right. So, our, our center director, he's, like, he's, he's the head kahuna. Um, the big dog, the top dog, and and then we got Gordon, yeah, the male uh, guy. Yeah, Gordon, the male guy. <laughs> Not even Gordy. We need to make the distinction. Yeah, Gordon. It has to be Gordon because that's that's like an old man. I'm uh, I've been in the mail room for seventy years, <laughs> type of thing. I have read every piece of mail that has gone through here, <laughs> and I don't think I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> Oh, glory. Wow. Well, uh, let's, uh, why don't we, why don't we just launch right in? Yeah. So the reason that we're talking about Gordy not actually leaving, but staying here and being the resident mailroom hermit is, uh, because he is soon to go home, um, at time of recording. Yeah. It's on the one hand, exciting yeah. for you to see what, see what's coming up. And on the other hand, it's really sad. Yeah, no, it's like a lot of mixture of emotions. Like mm -hmm. one that like I have a total like new heart perspective about life and just kind of like new confidence, I guess, to like yeah. do that. So I'm excited to like go home and like see what has changed like in me mm -hmm. almost and like have that confidence in God to go in that. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's really sad to see like all of my like family from like the last six months go home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. So this is what we're primarily going to be uh, going to be talking about today on the program, and that is goodbyes, because mm -hmm. uh, that is something that is quite relevant um, in uh, in our lives in the last couple of days. Mm -hmm. um, and frankly, being part of YWAM, it, it's a yeah. it's a constant it's a constant thing that we have to go through. And yeah. um, I have often gone on record probably just in my own life. Um, <laughs> having said, the thing I hate most about YWAM is the frequency of goodbyes. Yeah. Um, and and the fact that every three months I'm getting these new friends who I'm getting to know, then they go off on outreach and then they come back and they're here for a week or so. And pff, well, what can you do in a week when they're wrapping things up with this school and their other friends? And Apparently two podcasts. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and here's to many more. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's, it's devastating to have every six months, have some people that you've come to really love mm -hmm. leave and some of them I'll never get to see again. Yeah. And it's sadly, it's, it's reality in this transient mission. Yeah. Na, 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 na. Hey, 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 goodbye. Huh. 
Yeah, so goodbyes. Um, just this morning at a time of recording, we're recording this on the Sunday, uh, we had quite a number of people from your DTS head out. So I say that like, when we started Sunday, we had maybe like 50 people mm -hmm. or like somewhere like that. But now we are down to about eight. Yeah. So I've seen about like 42 people roughly go home in which I have grown very close to yeah. over the past six months. Mm -hmm. And it's actually um, very sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially like considering it's like so new and like mm -hmm. I'm not even sure if it's hit me yet, you know? Yeah. It's like one of those things. Um, but uh, goodbyes, like you said, like in why I'm very frequent and like over the last couple of months it's been like so real to me because like on outreach um, you go to so many different locations mm. and in each location you like make new relationships, you meet new people yeah. and then you say goodbye most likely never to see those people again. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, until heaven, which it will be awesome to like see all those like friendships and stuff again yeah. and just be like, hey, what's up? Like, Reunions. Yeah, remember yeah. that? And like, but that has happened a lot to me over the past three or so months. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't get easier, but it is always kind of like a bittersweet thing of, isn't it like so awesome that we get to have something that's so hard to lose? And like, yeah. it's honestly so good. Um, to like know that all these people are like going home like changed and like being able to bring that like newfound like hope and light that they have like mm -hmm. back to their families and like that like same like confidence of knowing that like God's behind them and whatever they have like yeah. on the next stage. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, so there's uh, quite a few things here that I want to address, and we'll begin by uh, by keeping it quite YWAM centric um, in. Uh, in the context of a DTS, yeah. a person undergoes a lot of change. Um, mm -hmm. They, if they choose to put in a lot, they'll get a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. It's basically how it works. And you're somebody that I recognize has given so much and you've received so much in return and you've changed a lot. Yeah. Um, and this isn't necessarily affirming Gordy hour, um, <laughs> but over the course of your DTS, um, I can see that you've become a man and you've, you've undergone quite a few changes that are inspirational. They are, they're so encouraging and I'm re really proud of you before we get this, uh, oh, thank before, you. you're welcome, before we make this um, overly sappy, I, I want to I talk about this, this change that happens, um, this transition between DTS and home life. Mm -hmm. uh, in the missions world, we call that re-entry, yeah. which is like re-entering society that you're that used to be familiar. Mm -hmm. um, even society with your familia. Yay! Spanish. Um, I just came back from Mexico, so that's funny. Great. So with uh, yeah, with all the change that happens and re-entering into into the rest of uh, society it is an extremely difficult thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm saying this for your sake as a bit of a heads up, but also for the listener's sake, if you know somebody that is either on DTS or has done a DTS, this might give you a bit of an understanding of what they're coming from. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so even to, to Gordy's family and friends back home, be prepared, this guy is, he he's changed a lot and for the better. Mm -hmm. um, so we're, with going home and saying goodbye to people in a YWAM environment, it's mm -hmm. really sad. But then there is also the excitement that one day you'll have the chance to go overseas and see somebody that you did DTS with or somebody yeah. that mm -hmm. was a staff member while you're doing DTS. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> and, Subtle. And, yeah, thanks. And I, I had the chance to, to do that last year when I went to Canada for my brother's wedding. Mm -hmm. um, I got to meet up with uh, a girl that I did DTS with who taught me how to lift weights. Um, <laughs> thanks, coach. And, uh, and it, was, uh, it was really special to, to have connections all over the world now. Mm -hmm. We, just as a result of living six months with people, we have a network of international friends yeah. that we can uh, call upon for favors or we can bless. And it makes the world smaller. Um, mm -hmm. 
and it makes the possibilities greater. Mm-hmm. So with going home uh, at the end of a DTS, I was fortunate to, to grow up in a family that was in and out of YWAM um, since before I was born and then, uh, and then since. Um, but with, yeah, with going home, both my older brothers had done DTS two and four years before me. And uh, so my family, my parents were in YWAM, they knew what it was like to transition out of the DTS into doing something else. And one of the most crucial things is having that group of community around you. Um, and it just so happens that being in an environment where you have your own room, praise the Lord, and you have the ability to choose what you eat, yay! <laughs> um, you actually have to be a lot more intentional with, with how you seek out community and how you, yeah, how you get reconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, so with saying goodbye here, you're saying hello to a lot of what was familiar. And so the temptation there is to react in the way that you used to react yeah. to, to different circumstances. And, and that's where, as a returning DTS student, you have the opportunity, you have the choice to decide uh, to seek reconciliation if there's been an argument, mm-hmm. which sometimes is unavoidable. Yeah. But um, say in the past, if, if I was quite prone to blowing up in an argument and then going to my room and never addressing it again mm-hmm. and leaving these these scars yeah. then it's never truly healed um, mm-hmm. but you have the choice while, while the wound is fresh to seek reconciliation to forgive your brother before the sun goes down before the day ends because um, that's so important and so we have the choice as returning people um, and the people at home it's uh, yeah, they have a choice as well, but they won't always, they won't always understand, mm-hmm. and a lot of the time they won't. Yeah, um, they'll know that you changed a lot and you went on a missions trip and you lived in Australia and you had this great crazy experience. But well, gaudy life goes on, mm-hmm. and we've been back here living for the last six months as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you get back on your feet and get looking for a job and all that fun stuff? Yeah. Um, so when you say goodbye in an environment like YOM where depth of relationship with God is encouraged mm-hmm. um, and it might be encouraged at home as well in, in your other communities yeah. um, but in this environment it's such a there's such potential for mm-hmm. growth and there's always encouragement for growth mm-hmm. and if, if somebody isn't doing too well they will have a net, uh, like a whole group of people that come around them and say we want to see you thrive. Yeah. How can we help you mm-hmm. um, to be others-minded? To be others-focused is a choice, mm-hmm. and it doesn't always happen at home. Yeah. Um, it's so, very easy to fall into me. Yeah. Focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's something that as as a family unit, that's that's important too. And and as we grow up and as we form our own families, then that'll be something that we need to address then as well is being others focused within a marriage, within a, having kids and um, whatever communities we find ourselves in. That's, that's the heart of God mm-hmm. is to love God and to love our neighbor. Yeah. Um, yeah. As we love ourselves, not after we love ourselves. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Saying goodbye at the end of a DTS is more than just saying goodbye to a fun six months. It's saying goodbye to a really close-knit community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saying goodbye to constant input into your life uh, yeah. that spurs on spiritual growth. Um, I'm not trying to make you feel really horrible yeah. about leaving DTS, no, but yeah. it's, um, I'm, I'm just wanting to, to make this clear um, to everyone listening that it's so much more than just a good six months. Mm-hmm. If, if you choose for it to be. Yeah. Um, so the magnitude of the goodbye mm-hmm. is not always understood at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly since, like you said, when you're in outreach, you'd meet people for a few weeks and then you, you have to move on. You'll never see them again. Mm-hmm. And it was sad to leave them. And even leaving for outreach, you said goodbye to your DTS mates mm-hmm. who you knew you were going to see in two and a half months. Yeah. Um, even though it was just going to be for a week, you had that 
that hope, you yeah. had that promise. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a difference there between a forever goodbye and a temporary goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, and and with the end of a DTS, it often is a forever goodbye for a lot of the people. For a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And and if you if you never find yourself back at YWM Newcastle or in a YWM environment, then it's saying goodbye to this atmosphere, mm-hmm. to this um, specific yeah. type of community. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a very big deal. Re-entering is not easy. And the uh, that usually hits after. Yeah. The, the weight of everything. Mm-hmm. You come to realize it. Once you're back home and you've had a, a few days or a week of rest, you realize, I, I want to be in that type of environment again. Yeah. I want that community. It's been good to have some alone time and, and to do what I want, but I miss it. Yeah. Like, that's something that I definitely realized, like, today is just, like, how much I guess I've learned from like the other people on my DTS yeah. like not necessarily like the staff and the speakers which I definitely learned so much from them but like my fellow like, classmates and people that I like uh, grew up with in yeah. a sense in yeah. my faith mm-hmm. um, like for example like both like from like Josh Caliguire for example like I, I learned, love Josh he is like such a cool guy and like mm-hmm. such a cool story and like just I learned from him just like to like live life like he he just like goes for it and he actually like makes an intentional effort every day to like live that day the best that he can mm-hmm. and that's something that I was definitely lacking in my life before DTS but like he kind of inspired me to like go to mm-hmm. and like um like Leroy yeah <laughs> Leroy King Leroy like he is just like so intense like and just like so for God and like yeah. is in his spiritual battle and there's like nothing that will hold him back mm-hmm. and then he'll just like go for it and yeah no matter what like but at the same time he was so intimate with everybody and like yeah. so like intentional and like saying like how is it going like actually tell me how is it going yeah and, like filled with so much wisdom mm-hmm. and like Again, he has a really cool testimony. Leroy's testimony is really cool. Yeah. Um, can we can we just give him a shout out now? Shout out to Leroy. Yeah. Leroy. Hi. We love you. <laughs> yeah, he actually heard it. He responded. Yay. That's awesome. Uh, That's how shout outs should be. Yeah. <laughs> Literal shout outs because he's like right outside the door. But oh uh, yeah, come like, on. Um, and yeah, that kind of like makes goodbyes a bit harder because like, for example, like when I go home and like, I'm just like bored and there's nothing to do. Like I can't go to like a Jonathan, for example, and just yeah. like watch a movie with him yeah. or like go with like a Gertie, for example, mm-hmm. and just like go to the beach and hang out yeah. or like, and that's kind of something that I'm, or yeah, just like, or like go to Sydney or something and just have like a really deep talk yeah. or something and go on a random adventure. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be a bit weird to like go back and not have that like community of just like constantly like being with people that you can just like, yeah. Like be super intimate with and, mm-hmm. but like not in a way that's like, like family, like yeah. actual family. And, um, saying goodbye to that is like not like a good feeling, but like, um, it's, so it's so bittersweet because like yeah. at the same time it's like I know that whatever is ahead for like those people that it's better than like what they would receive if they just stayed here for mm-hmm. like longer time because I think we've received what we could from this time yeah. some more than others some might have like put in whoops some might have put in more than others mm-hmm. um, like you said if you do a DTS like go for it and go all in because yeah. um yeah, I'm I'm glad that like I did it and I didn't have like a lot of regrets, but there's like still some things where I like look back on and been like I wish like earlier on I would have like punched through the awkward and yeah. like um for example, like maybe in some of my free time I wish I would have like gone to the beach more to like be more intentional and in, like yeah. going and pursuing certain relationships, mm-hmm. but like at the end of the day I was like so close to everybody and yeah. like I grew so much with God and like that's all I can ask for and mm-hmm. 
yeah, I, and like I see everybody in my DTS like feel the same way and like grow in that way, and like it's gonna be awesome to like keep in touch with them and sometimes like just be praying and then like hear something for them and be like, oh hey, like yeah. I got this for you, and then like just like start like catching up. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm excited for stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So there are a couple of um, different levels of goodbye like like what I said earlier with a temporary or a permanent yeah um, goodbye and sometimes you don't know which it's going to be and YWAM is one of those environments where it's pretty it's a pretty 50-50 chance of whether or not you're going to see someone again because like I met people in Mexico that my sister met like while she was in Mexico wow so there's definitely like God like God I think God honors that and he like brings you into like those like connections and he honored yeah. me so much with that on outreach like I got to meet so many like people that were that I somehow like was connected to yeah and it's like so cool just like to go into the world and yeah like he said before like have those connections like yeah and for example if I was like ever in say Switzerland yeah now I have someone that I can go to if I'm ever in Switzerland <laughs> right. which is really cool mm-hmm. as, as long as they're not in another country as long as, <laughs> which is very possible the fact that they're a Y-Wammer now right. so they would be gone and the fact that she's a flight attendant so, yeah. <laughs> so you, might, you might meet her in Dubai or yeah. something yeah shout out to Sharon by the way classic Sharon <laughs> love you Sharon yeah. it's uh it's a bit up in the air yeah um, kind of like being a flight attendant <laughs> uh, in in terms of whether or not it's it's a permanent goodbye in yeah. YWAM um because you never know where God will take you, or where God will take them, and your paths might very well cross. And mm-hmm. uh, I've definitely seen a lot of people from my DTS that I didn't expect to see come back um, to YOM Brisbane, where I did it. And mm-hmm. we've crossed paths, me being a YOM Newcastle staff, and then being YOM Brisbane staff in random places. Mm. Um, one of my DTS staff ended up going to YOM Gold Coast for a school of worship and actually staffing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where my family lives now, so I can catch up with Lindsay when I go back there. And mm-hmm. it's it's weird, yeah. but uh, I feel like if if you're uncertain if you'll see someone again, there's there's always hope mm-hmm. that you will. So in that way, you can be uh, you can be more intentional with with keeping it from being this devastating I'll never see you again type of goodbye but yeah. at the same time you need to make it meaningful mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you say things to their face now um, that will get you through until the next time you see them Yeah. whether that's here on earth or in heaven and saying that I don't mean that you need to have this grandiose speech prepared yeah. um, that sounds like a eulogy no no you don't need that just gotta like go up to them and say like something meaningful just like a I like to go up to people and like say like how much like I cared for them on yeah. like like over the course and like usually like share a story of like somehow that they impacted me mm-hmm. and like it's not yeah it's not like a thing where you have to have some like speech to be like yeah see ya like I'm get- going out with like the best goodbye but it's just like I really cared about you and like yeah. thank you so much I still do but like yeah. thank you so much and like yeah it's as long as people know you love them yeah I feel like that's that's all you can ask for in a goodbye yeah and that's what our DTS did really well yeah just like we actually had genuine love for each other yeah like all across the board Mm -hmm. and it was yeah it was really encouraging to see Mm -hmm. and uh, and even to be part of Mm -hmm. yeah to be part of some of your lives um, more directly so yeah I, I really feel like whether it's um whether it's a loved one that um, that is not looking too well or they mean an untimely end or something like that, or whether it's saying goodbye to somebody that you worked with, then as long as they know that you love them, whether that's through giving them a smile, um, hugging them, or actually telling them that you care about them, then I think that's what we're meant to do with goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah I really do and then then there's uh, there are different environments in which you say goodbye and people to varying degrees of friendship and that's that's really the 
the second point I want to touch on here is, yeah, you've got the the length of time that you'll be apart, mm-hmm. um, but you also have the depth of relationship. And some people might just be associates from work. Mm-hmm. Um, you maybe kind of enjoyed working alongside them, but it didn't really bother you that much that you were leaving them and mm-hmm. you wouldn't see them again. Um, those types of people, I guess, I guess those types of people need love as well. Yeah. So even even the people in your DTS, um, which is a bit of a different environment because everyone grows together. Mm-hmm. Um, the people in your DTS that you didn't really talk to much. Yeah. Um, to me, those are actually the hardest goodbyes hmm. were to the people that I didn't talk to that much. Because there's maybe even a hint of regret that you didn't? Yeah, maybe not even, like, not like a hint of regret because, like, obviously you can't grow, like, super close to everybody on DTS. Well, in a DTS that's, like, 60 people, you can't grow, like, super close to everybody. Mm -hmm. But, like, there were people that, like, I didn't necessarily, like, grow, like, super close to, Mm -hmm. but, like, I still had, like, great times with them, and, like, I just, like, saw them, and I'm like, wow, like, that was, like such like a meaningful friendship to me like yeah even like even if like by what we consider to be like a close friendship Mm -hmm. which is kind of like how much time you spend with the person yeah but like for me I kind of like it's like the quality of the moments and like the quality of like the time that you do spend and like I see that and I'm like wow that was like super meaningful time and like whenever I was with them like it was always like meaningful and like fun and not saying that the people that I did spend a lot of time with, like, it was like, oh, yeah, That's right, yeah, whatever, but I don't know. It was, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like I'm, you see everyone go and you're like, wow, like, over the last six months, like, that's how they made an impact in my life. And yeah. I'm, like, so thankful for that. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that I got to, like, be part of their experience. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And there are certain people that um, I, I wrote about on my, my blog, which is, just my name, ryanlukewinsley.wordpress.com, um, about convenient friends. Mm-hmm. And convenient friendships are not ones to be looked down upon. Um, no, convenient friends are the ones that you find yourself in the same place as them. And you have fun, you interact while you're together. But when you leave, it could be months, years, until you think, wait, I wonder what they're up to. Mm-hmm. You don't really keep in touch you really appreciated the time that you had together. Um, but further down the track, you may have been apart for quite a long time and not given it a second thought. Not that you didn't care, mm-hmm. um, but there's just different types of friendships. And then there's the more inconvenient friends. They're the ones that once you leave, it actually hurts. Yeah. Um, occasionally you'll find yourself missing them and maybe even doing something in honor of them. And um, if you've picked up any of their mannerisms and characteristics in the way that you interact with people, you'll catch yourself doing it and you'll think, that reminds me of that person. Mm -hmm. They used to do that. And that makes me really sad. Mm -hmm. Um, Those those inconvenient friendships are the ones that that really last with us. And, And if we find ourselves in the same place as them again, then it'll be like we'd never left. It'll be like not a day had passed since we were with them again. And that's that's what really deep friendships are about. And the ones that are not necessarily that deep but are still really good while we have them um, actually make up the majority of people that we went to high school with and the people that we went to college with and did DTS with and worked alongside. And if we meet up... Um, you can do new things or you can just reminisce about old times and mm-hmm. kind of be reliving the same moments which doesn't quite have as much um, sentiment mm-hmm. as creating new moments. Exactly. And, and, and you can usually, you know who those more inconvenient friends are. Mm-hmm. Um, and inconvenient obviously not being a negative thing in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, so with, with saying goodbye to a lot of people that you possibly may not see for the rest of your life and may not really even know what they get up to. I guess having the confidence that you said goodbye and they knew that you loved them, mm-hmm. um, I guess that's enough. 
Yeah. What do you What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't know. That's something God has actually kind of challenged me on. Is like in certain friendships like that to like bravely pursue, like mm-hmm. and even if in like aspects of like yeah, like you said, the convenient friend, um, like the ones that like made a meaningful impact, but like maybe not necessarily like they they aren't recurring. Yeah, they aren't yeah. like maybe like recurring, but like. Mm-hmm. If, like, God, like, puts that person, like, back on my heart again, he wants me to, like, talk to them again and be like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, let's go out for coffee. Let's hang out. Like, let's catch up. And, you know, like, sometimes those lead into, like, (laughs) inconvenient friendships. That's right, yeah. And, like, that's, and that's kind of, like, the thing that I realized over DTS is, um, yeah, like, seriously, like, to, like... If you don't, like, see, like convenient friends, if you, like, never see each other again, it's not because, like, you don't like each other. But yeah. sometimes it can be because there might just be, like, oh, like, would it be weird if I went and talked to them again? Mm, or, yeah. like, would it be weird if I went and, like, did that? But, like, honestly, if, like, one of those people was willing to step out and, like, show love to the other person and be like, hey, like, I care for you, like, let's go and, like, catch up and hang out, like... Like, nine times out of ten, you got to think that that other person is going to be, like, receptive to it and be like, yeah, let's let's do it. Mm-hmm. Might be a bit awkward at first, but, I mean, like, if someone, like, for example, if, like, someone that you might have not, like, seen for a while, like, contacted you and was like, hey, like, I'm interested in, like, what you're doing, like, let's hang out, like, yeah. that would make you feel, like, really, like, cared for totally. and, like, loved. And yeah. it's like, wow, they, like, remembered it. They, not only that, but they, like pursued and they like caught up mm-hmm. and that's something that's like really cool and something that I think is really powerful that I want to do when I get home but at the same time that's a bit like scary because it's like yeah it's, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you haven't uh you weren't really out of high school very long no you were just working I was 17 when I came on DTS okay yeah. cool so um something that uh myself being four years older than you um I I went through a year of university after high school Mm -hmm. and found that a lot of the people that I was close to in high school are not the people that I talked to even in university and I went to the same uni as them Mm -hmm. um and that wasn't it wasn't a bad thing in -hmm. fact I'm kind of glad it was that way because I wasn't entirely happy with who I was in high school um so I was able to learn things from from who I was and the friendships that I did have yeah. and decide, you know what? It is actually okay if that one falls by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that there's not a lovely person and that they don't deserve friendship. Um, but I don't really feel like that was necessarily the best way to, for me to go about friendship. Mm-hmm. And um, I have traditionally um, had a fairly selfish motivation for having friends. Um, They make me feel good. They laugh at my jokes. That's great. Mm -hmm. I'll keep them around because I feel like a million bucks whenever I'm with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I got to university, I made a couple of friends that are still really good friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And Chris Van Willen, who you know, um, and has been on... He bought me KFC. Of course I remember him. (laughs) I love Chris. Yeah. And I love him too. Yeah. Shout out to Chris. Love you, Chris. Yeah. I stayed with him for a week back in January. Oh. And yeah. I was able to do that because not necessarily we've kept in constant contact, mm-hmm. but we still care mm-hmm. about what the other is up to. Yeah. And he listens to PMK mm-hmm. and we chat on the phone every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see his friendship as the type of friendship that will just go away yeah. with time mm-hmm. um, I mean it hasn't gone away with distance so mm-hmm. yeah. that's, that's any, any indication um, I'd say I made a, an inconvenient friend there yeah. um, but a lot of the people that we go to high school with um, or maybe even do DTS with or something like that that were convenient friends at the time mm-hmm. so we didn't think that we were necessarily that close um they might be the ones that actually keep the friendship yeah. after high school. And the ones that we were really close with might not. Mm-hmm. And that's, like I said, it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just the stages of where people are at. Yeah. And sometimes people push you away and it's, it's not good. Mm-hmm. But you need to know how to go about respectfully pursuing that friendship and 
uh, yeah. keeping the keeping the flames going um, and you'll probably find yourself friends with people that you've known just you haven't known really well yeah and they'll become your really close friends mm-hmm. and it's natural I believe it's been said that most friends the close friendships that are made are made once you leave high school mm-hmm. might be in the, the last couple of years of high school to I don't know until you're 25 or something between the ages of 18 and 25 you'll make your closest friends life, mm-hmm. lifelong friends and being in DTS is really inconvenient for that <laughs> because yeah, you make you... lifelong friends that are elsewhere in the yeah. world <laughs> that's like a, that's the thing like about pursuing friendships like after YWAM is yeah. like it's not like none of us would make the effort like of course we wouldn't like with some people obviously it's easier than others like for example like me and Michelle yeah. who I met on DTS from the same town as me yeah and I never met her before and like going back I'll she's like she moved to across the border but it's still only like 15 minutes away Mm -hmm. so it's like I can go and hang out with her like whenever and that's like awesome and I can like totally keep that friendship alive because we were like good friends on DTS yeah um but for example like uh who's a good example of Jonathan Okay, yeah, Jonathan, there we go, <laughs> who's in Germany, yeah. like, obviously, like, I'll, like, text him sometimes, and then, like, I'll, like, keep up with him and, like, what's going on in his life, but, I mean, I'm, chances are, um, unless I go to his wedding, which I really hope I'm able to do, like, I'm not gonna, like, yes, Lord. see him in per, like, in person mm-hmm. for quite a long time, if yeah. not, like, ever for this life you know yeah yeah and that's it's very bittersweet because it's like oh i might not see him again but at the same time it's like i just spent six months with this dude like living in the same room and it's like i invested a lot of time in him and it's not like if i never see him again that's gonna be like a complete waste because like all these people like i got to experience this with Mm -hmm. in six months and like Part of it is exciting because it's like, oh yeah, like I have this like such a close knit network of like awesome people, but now I get to go on and find more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Wyoming's really good for too, is like you get like a lot of like really close friendships like around the world. Mm-hmm. And you might not see them all the time. Uh, sometimes you won't see them ever, but like when you do, then it's like super meaningful and it's like, yeah, it, you're really someone I care about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what I have come across is my biggest, uh, one of my biggest qualms that I have with uh, with living in missions mm-hmm. right now in this type of environment is every time a new DTS comes in, I I guess I'm just predis- predisposed to not liking pain. I mean, none of us really like pain. Yeah. Um, but. I think I've always been naturally more of a flee from pain instead of fight through it yeah. type of thing. Um, I would try and convince myself I'm not going to get to know these people really well. I'm not going to become really good friends with them because it's really going to hurt when they leave. Mm-hmm. And every quarter that doesn't work because yeah. I, I end up making really good friends and it hurts like heck yeah. every time. Um, but like you've said a few times on this podcast already, Goodbyes are bittersweet, mm-hmm. um, as long as you have hope. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recently watched Star Wars: The Clone Wars, um, and in season three, there's a moment where uh, an evil dude says to Anakin, uh, "You have no hope," and then Anakin says, "There is always hope." And I, I really feel like that's that's something that we can learn from Anakin: um, is that there's always hope, and we can even. I mean, Anakin... He's a role model. Yeah. I mean, well, (laughs) for some of his life, sure. Yeah. I mean, when he became more machine than man, then uh, he had redemption in the end. He he got redeemed. That's right. There was always hope. Obi-Wan even had hope in him. Yeah. And Luke had hope in him. And this has just turned into a... You could say a Star Wars lesson. Okay, well, let's uh, let's briefly transition here by uh, by talking about humorous goodbyes. Do you, do you think there is value in 
in humorous goodbyes. So cracking jokes okay. while or saying goodbye. I had a few of those. Yeah. Like over the course of it, because it's like, uh, well, there's a couple people that like I know I'm gonna see again. So yeah. I Wars is just like we made a joke and like laughed about it, and it's just like we'll see you soon. Um, some people for the emotional goodbye they even cracked a joke because it's like one of those things where like the other person's like crying yeah. or like I'm like even really emotional mm-hmm. and then like I'll make a joke to like make them laugh yeah. so then like the last thing is like they're laughing but like it's not because the emotion's completely gone because I made That's a joke right. but it's like yeah. almost more almost more intimate that way because it's like you care enough for the person where it's just like you leave on like a note of just like laughing and being just like yeah. remembering like what the friendship was actually about mm-hmm. and I don't know. There's something like really cool about that. Um, obviously, there's ways that you can do it wrong, but mm-hmm. like for me, I've never. My humor is not really out of a place of not caring. It's just like dad humor almost. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Recently, around around our center, there's there's been a few people that have started labeling dad jokes as Ryan jokes, <laughs> and it, it hurts me. I'm not that bad. Oh. <laughs> so what we're just saying there is, um, it's not to belittle the sadness of the moment, but no. it's it's to to alleviate some of the uh, some of the weight of it, and yeah. to show them that you're still seeking their well-being. Yeah. You're seeking uh, to bring a smile to their face, mm-hmm. even in your final moments. Yeah. And who says like goodbyes have to end in a moment of sadness, right? That's right. Yeah. There's like, I mean, obviously there's sad aspects because you might not see the person again, but I mean, if I'm not going to be like, it's not going to be like a sad thing. If like the last thing I see of someone is like making is like laughing with them about a joke and then yeah. like waving, like, and then hugging them and then waving goodbye as they walk out. Yeah. Like, Obviously, I'm going to look back and be like, I'm going to miss that person, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the moment wasn't caring because the last thing wasn't sadness, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, almost it's, in some ways, to me, anyways, it's almost a bit better. Yeah. To me. It's almost like a bit more rewarding to be like, my last moment with them was Mm -hmm. this. And that's not to belittle the moment, but like, that's almost to like, make it satisfying, I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes, like, just to add on, like, a bit of, I don't know, personality yeah. at the end, because, like, to some people, like, that's what I was known for, like, I got it over and over on DTS, like, I got a friend that, like, I really made people feel at home, mm-hmm. and, like, gave a lot of joy and light to the DTS, which is, like, yeah. something that I love being able to do, Yeah, and that's, like, an awesome job, um, and I don't want, and, like, sometimes it's, like, it's kind of like, I take it as like a duty to be like, okay, like... I, someone needs to lighten this up. Yeah, someone needs yeah. to like, make it like, not too bad. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's almost the difference between a celebration of an experience mm-hmm. and... I guess kind of mourning it. But, yeah. but mourning is important. Yeah, no, no, important. no, no, yeah, for sure. Because it's like, when you say goodbyes, it's not like I'm knocking anyone who yeah. mourns because I do too. Yeah. But it's, it's... It's like wallowing in that sadness. Yeah. Versus celebrating through the sadness. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, like sadness is not... So if we've learned anything from the movie Inside Out, sadness isn't a bad thing. Sadness is great. But it's just kind of like one of those things. And sadness is like, sadness is like, again, like a bittersweet thing. But yeah. like, honestly, it's one of my favorite emotions. Um, mm-hmm. Not because like in the context of like, sadness almost gives you like hope. And like sadness is like a way of being like, again, like something that like, just like helps you like fight through it, I guess. But yeah. Um, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. Goodbyes. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, this has been, I guess, a little more of a, a somber-themed Pastors Middle Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you can uh, you can find me on Facebook, search Pastors Middle Kid, or on Twitter, PMK Podcast. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. And if you're at all interested in helping me out financially in missions, then um, patreon.com 
is a forward slash passes middle kid is a way to do that or through my own Newcastle's website or by contacting me directly. It's all in the all in the episode description. Um, but yeah, Gordy, thanks again for, for coming on and um, making us think. Yeah. And uh, and making us laugh as well. That's what I'm known for. Good. Well, in that case, uh, why don't you crack a joke to, to get us out of here? Why don't Why don't you make a joke during the goodbye of this episode? All right. So, uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. um, what do you call a man that says goodbye to his really good friend for possibly a long time? I don't know. Really sad. Oh. <laughs> See you all next time on Pastor's Middle Kid. Watch me catch the ground and work as hard work as hard as you can that's how this would work see nothing's for free not even for me just gotta believe my takes sleepless nights a few in the stage